Welcome to The Human Half of Me, the podcast that focuses on the human side of artists, creatives, celebrities, crew, and anyone making or trying to make a living off their dreams. Mental health in the entertainment industry isn't something that's talked about often enough, so I wanted to do something about that. We all have a favorite artist, people we follow, icons we look up to, and so many people behind the scenes we don't even know anything about and how often do we ever think about how they're actually doing as people, as humans. But before we get started, it is important to note that I'm not a licensed therapist and everything we'll be talking about on this podcast is meant to serve more as a conversation starter and by no means meant to be taken as professional guidance of any kind. At the end of the day, we're everyday humans going through it just like you. is Confident by Anna Storm, who we are lucky enough to have in studio today. Anna is a popular social media influencer, pop star, actress, and reality TV personality. Anna, thank you for coming on. And first and foremost, how are you? Thank you for that introduction. After that, I'm doing amazing. <laughs> My ego is like up to here. No, That's so good to hear. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. How are you doing? I'm all right. It's been a busy week, but hanging yes. in there and doing my thing. Now, jumping right into it, being a pop star, you are in the center of the entertainment industry. Um, what would you say is the hardest part about that? I think the hardest part of being in, you know, the entertainment industry and, you know, be posting every day. That's another, I, constantly, you have to be like on top of your posting. You have to constantly keep people engaged. It's not like the way it was like back in the day before social media came up. Like you have to be really active and you have to really activate your um, audience. And so I'm always like, you know, worried about like getting new content out you know? Absolutely. And promoting myself. And you have to be all about that. I think that's that's one of the hardest things. It can be like really stressful because not only um, do you have to put out, you know, your music, you have to put out, you know, I was just on a, a, a big reality show this past week and I would, you know, was posting that, but then I have to post other content during the week as well. So oh it's, like, it's a lot. And it's know? not just one platform too. You're it's all over the place. It's not just one platform. So yeah. But it's only growing too. It is. It is really only growing. It's like, I feel like every two seconds there's like a new social media platform. Exactly. Who knows yeah. where we'll be in another year or two. It's I just going to be overwhelming. Exactly. Are you the kind of person, let's say, if you miss a post, you got something planned, you just can't get to it life comes up are you going to freak out about it are you going to just move on to the next day how do you react to that what does that so look like? if i miss a post like if i have content and um you know i didn't get it like maybe for some reason wasn't able to get around to it that day i'll just keep it and then maybe i'll post it later like maybe i'll post it the next day it doesn't always have to be like for certain things like maybe like just the TV show I was on this past week. Like, I'm obviously going to post that like this week, but like uh, other things, it's not like you can kind of stock them and you can post them at different times too. Okay. So you kind of like work it into your strategy. Yeah. You work. Yeah. Cause it's not like everyone has to know, like, 
you're doing this like in real time and the play by play of your dad. Like you want to show them how your life is and you want to you want them to be able to relate and connect with you, but you don't have to like post everything in real time. I think so too. Yeah. I think it's so important to know. Too. That's good that you feel that way. I feel like a lot of people like are confused because, okay, I know my mom, maybe just because she's like baby boomer generation. She, um, I'll post something and then she's like, wait, are you really there? All the and time. I'm, right? And All I'm like, time. no, I was there like last week. And she's like, why didn't you post it last week? And I was like, why does it even matter? Yeah, it doesn't have to be it real time. It literally doesn't matter. I'm the same way. I right? can really, I'll post Instagram stories hours after I'm at a place. And hours. it's like, why do you be- post late? It's why like, do you- I like to live in the moment, you know? That's it. Yeah, because you, and I feel like if you don't live in the moment, um, that's when things can start to get kind of like depressing. Absolutely. Because you're literally just worried about like showing things to people 24 seven and you're not actually enjoying the Absolutely. Has there been a time with you where you've been more worried about posting than even taking care of your own self? That's a good question. Um, I think that when I first started kind of like at the beginning, um, building my social media presence, I feel like I was really consumed with posting and Mm. I would like not get sleep because I'd be worried about, oh, I need to make this content. And that, in the beginning, I actually was like, I need to post it in real time. Like, you know, it was like- Absolutely, and I think as we're trying to like establish ourselves too, especially on social media. As we're trying to establish ourselves, we put a lot more pressure on ourselves because we're like new and we want, like we want to rush the process. And that's the the thing, you can't really like rush the process. So true, so true. Um, What was something that, kind of brought you out of that mindset where you're posting all the time you're on the come up and now you're like okay I've kind of established myself to this point yeah now I can kind of pump the brakes a little bit was there a moment what did that feel like I think for me the moment where I kind of like eased up on that mentality and all the pressure I was putting up on putting on myself it came actually probably once I started people like the, the more like real life response to me. Like mm-hmm. as I started, like for instance, there was um, this girl who's like 14 years old at um, some birthday party. And I guess she had been following me for a while on social media. And she was like, so like starstruck by me. And she, I gave her some merch and like gave her like an autograph and she was like so happy. And okay. when I started seeing that, and then I, I, I ran into some people at like a, a winery in Temecula that like knew who I was and I was like, once I started seeing that, I'm like, you know, as long as I just kind of continue and be consistent, absolutely, um, I still have goals, but I don't have to put all this pressure all the time because I'm seeing that it like pays off in like the real world. In actuality. In yeah. actuality. So then I was like, I don't need to be as OCD with my posting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. How did that feel once you kind of were able to give yourself a bit of a breath there and just kind of let it go? It felt like... Was it relieving? It felt really relieving. I mean, still, it's like... Still, it's not like it's completely easy of because course, you still have course. to come up with the content. But like, for instance, now I another thing that really helped is yeah. I kind of outsource some of my marketing Ooh, to okay. like a third party company, okay. which, um, you know, a lot of labels do that. A lot of I got to the point where I was like, do I really want to be doing like the administrative work like all <laughs> exactly, day? Every exactly. Day? Yeah. You know, not because I want to be like more like creative. And when if you have to I mean, I do have like both sides of my brain are pretty like good but i don't want to have to be like dealing with like the business 
all the time. Why should you? Yeah. You know, you're here for a reason. You know that reason. Yeah. Go for that. Exactly. That's really cool. Um, okay. So you obviously doing what you do on camera a lot, kind of just the star of each production you're on. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you do to kind of prep for that, get in a right mindset before getting into any of these productions? What does Actually, that look like? Um, Weirdly, I don't do anything to get into that mindset. So you, I just, I'm always, I feel like I'm always ready to be on camera. That's like amazing. Like I literally just could wake up and I don't, I don't wear a lot of makeup. I mean, I wear, I always wear like my hot pink Barbie pink lipstick, but I'm not even wearing foundation right now. I don't wear a lot of, I'm, I literally just, I could just wake up and be on, I just, I'm always comfortable. Doesn't matter how little, how big um it is i've just always been really comfortable and confident and that's awesome um, i don't need to talk myself in, into it would you consider yourself extroverted yes in that sense definitely extra, i'm definitely an extrovert okay um, although some you know i can enjoy time spent by myself and i think it's important to have that time because it's good to like reflect and sometimes like sometimes if i'm it's rare, like you won't even know really if I'm in a really bad mood, but I, instead of just being out, I'll just be by myself okay. and maybe, okay. you know, be like writing or, you know, just treating myself or, you know, just relaxing. Like I'll go on vacation sometimes alone. Like I love really people. Cool. I'm really extroverted, yeah. but I also really like being alone too. Okay. So but it sounds like you know where to find that balance. I know where to find the balance and I think it's good to find the balance because you know, there's times that I'm just not in the greatest of moods and like, do I want to be around a bunch of people? And, you know, I know sometimes you just don't. Sometimes you don't. (laughs) And for me, if I'm like in a bad mood and I'm out, like I won't, it's not like I'm going to snap on anyone. I don't snap at people. I think people have never heard. Actually, it's funny. My best friend was like, the only time I ever heard you yell was that time that you were, because I won an award for best actress oh for like God. a movie I was just in. <laughs> the only time I ever heard you yell was in that role when oh you had God. to play someone with bipolar disorder. And I'm like, yeah, I think that was the only time I've ever like that's really. A, that's, a, that's impressive, honestly. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I had a lot. I mean, it's, it's just instead of yelling, I will just get really quiet. Mm. If I'm in you a bad mood, it. I actually just get introverted. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And you said you write during those times too? Yeah, I write during those times. So okay. most of the time, I can't write stuff that's like super emo. Mm. Um, but I have a lot of stuff that's in the vault that's actually very emo, <laughs> surprisingly enough. Okay, okay. Maybe we need to pull it out for like a gothic type of film or something like that. I know. Maybe <laughs> we do. Or, you know. That could be cool. Yeah. That could be cool. Okay, so being extroverted like you are, um, something that helps me when I do go to kind of console in people is community and the sense of community. Is there that for you within the industry and what might that look like? Yeah, um, there definitely is for me. I think I have... Um, a good amount. I mean, I, I created my own community. I think, okay, I think the way that you have to be in the entertainment industry to really, and I think the way you have to be in general in life to really accomplish things and rise above like the level of average is you have to be self-directed. And I think there is a community in the entertainment industry, but you have to be self-directed to um, put together that community for yourself. Like you can't like expect it's going to be there for you. You have to actually go out and you have to make those contacts. And maybe some of those contacts you'll work with. And then maybe some of the people you work with will actually become your friends and not just like industry connects. 
And I think you really have to be able to just build the community for yourself. And I definitely feel like I've been able to do that because I am extroverted. And, um, you know, a lot of I don't, I'm not really friends with a lot of actors. I'm friends with a lot of like famous like musicians though, especially mm. rappers. Rap's mm. my favorite kind of music and Love it. it's, thank you. Yeah, I feel like I just, maybe it's like my vibe, like my confident vibe, it vibes mm. well with like rappers, mm. you know? No, I could totally see that. It's the energy of the music too. The energy of the sense. music, even like my fashions, like more, I think borrows more from like, like well, hip hop. Yeah, I could yeah. definitely tell just from sitting across from you. Anna's got on a bright pink hat, <laughs> heart shaped glasses, bright pink everything. I yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. Just a flash, total vibe. Flashy. <laughs> yeah, just, no. That's just the way. How so. it should be. <laughs> that's how it should be. Yes, lay life. I wanted to get into that actually um, because you're so into self empowerment, which I think is so awesome. Your mantra is. Slay life. It is slay Talk life. Talk to me about that. How did that come about? Yeah, so <laughs> so funny. This is actually how slay life came about. I was I was actually I was asked about this in um in another podcast I was on in Vegas, and yeah. I was thinking of the story, and it actually it came about because when I first moved out west, I moved to uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay. Like five years ago, and I was just I was like really excited to be there and I was trying out all the nightclubs the first week I was there. Of course. And I was just like wasted at this like nightclub I was at and like I was putting a picture on Instagram and I was just like what should I have what should my first hashtag make? And like somehow in my mind I was like really messed up at the time and I'm like hmm hashtag slay life. Sounds so like I it. just wrote the Slay Life as a hashtag. And I, ever since then, I'm like, you know, that actually sounds good. It does. And then I just, I started just, um, you know, using it as sort of like my my statement, as my motto. Hell because yeah. it's like, you know, my brand is all about like self-empowerment, like you said, and sort of just self-confidence and self-love and just, you know, believing in yourself. Because once you believe in yourself, you really, I think, can achieve anything. And you can just slay life. Like, you kill shit 24-7, 365. How it and should be. I love it. That's how it should be. I love it. Um, you mentioned that you moved to L.A. five years ago. Well, I moved. So or I moved to Arizona Coast, five, years five years ago. ago. West Coast. Five, yeah, West Coast five years ago. Yeah. What, where are you coming from, if you don't mind me asking? Yes. So um, a really small town called Weston, Connecticut. And um, what? I'm from Connecticut, too. Where are you from? I know Weston. I'm from Canton, Connecticut. Oh, wow. So up north a little bit. That's so wild. Yeah. So we can relate on a couple levels here. Yeah, we so definitely we'll can. We'll go into that a little bit too. What is, from the East Coast to the West Coast, what has been the biggest difference for you and how have you kind of dealt with that? So the biggest difference for me has been the difference in mentality. I feel like everyone on the East Coast and this is stereotype, but I think it's so true. Like, there's a reason stereotypes exist. One hundred percent. And um, on the East Coast, everyone's just like a fucking asshole, and like <laughs> they're so you know they ne don't have fun. They work like six in the morning to like ten at night. They hate their jobs. They're all doing the same shit. Say like, it again, <laughs> right? <laughs> Preach. And they just they they don't actually have fun. They don't. They don't even, there's no individuality on the East Coast. Everyone's like kind of programmed that they have to like go to this Ivy League school, then they have to get this job on fucking Wall Street and then just hate their lives. And then, you know, they're just, there's no, there's like, no one's happy. And then you come out here and people are doing all sorts of things. People are way more, um, way more like 
entrepreneurial. They're way more free. Their self-expression is way, um, you know, more on point. Like the fashion here, I think is way better. Um, people are just happier here. And I don't know if it's also because of the weather and, and just the vibe is different, but people here just like, they know how to live life, you know? 100%. And that's really actually, that's been the biggest difference, but I didn't really fit on on the East Coast because I was like okay. way more I was way more chill mm. and I found I was like way more friendly and I didn't really fit in that well. I feel like people like kind of thought I was weird. Mm. So when I moved out here, actually it was easier for me. Okay. I could yeah. definitely see that. I could definitely see that and I could definitely relate to that growing up on the East Coast as well. Um hearing about that did you have trouble going through school on the East Coast? What was that like for you? Yeah, Especially so, as more of a creative, artistic person. Yeah, so I grew up in like a really preppy town in Connecticut. And of course. I did well in school, like really well, but I was bullied from like a really mm. young age. Mm. Um, there was like a I Hate Anna Club oh my in God. Uh, middle school and all the kids would like exclude me at recess and oh, I no. would have to eat lunch in the bathroom alone. And I actually had to start uh -huh. seeing a school psychologist because I was crying because no one liked me. And oh, I'm so it was sorry. really, oh, they, I mean, it's it's fine now, but it, it was hard at the time <laughs> because course. you're like a kid and yeah. you want, you know, you're very impressionable and you want your peers to like you. And I just didn't have anyone. And, and um, even like in middle school, it, it went, the bullying went on for so many years, like in middle school. Oh no, high school. Really? Okay. High school. Some girl like chased me home um, from school with a metal bat. Oh my just God. like to it was like That's very weird. Like fierce. one of the popular girls. And I just didn't have any friends and Oh my god. And it was like really hard. Like I think when I was in college, a couple years after like, you know, high school ended I mm -hmm. literally had like a mini mental breakdown because mm. it was all hitting me and I felt like maybe I had some like PTSD from it or something mm. definitely um yeah. that's understandable would you yeah. say that was more like a rock bottom moment for you it was it was mm. that was and still like at rock bottom it really wasn't like my rock bottom. I think because I've always kind of like been um I've always kind of been like a strong person absolutely still the rock bottom wasn't like horrible but like Growing up and not having a lot of friends and stuff, that's why I turned also to like music and art mm. because I felt like uh, it's the only time I had like a voice and people would mm. listen to me because like otherwise I felt kind of like invisible. Mm. And I feel like I did have to, you know, I felt like I used my adversity to become stronger and become this like alpha female that I am today and a storm. I feel like I could have gone like two ways. Like I could have like gotten into drugs. I could have, mm -hmm. you know, gone down that path and been, it would be a dark path and totally. gone down the path of like maybe being a victim. And mm -hmm. then I chose to not, mm. you know. Mm -hmm. No, that's really good. Thank you. Obviously you made the movie made. Mm -hmm. Are you happy you did it? Would you go back and do everything the same way you did again? Or I'm happy I made the move I made um, 100%. The only thing I regret is just not doing it sooner, mm. to be honest. Mm. And I think that's so true for a lot of us who have came out here from the East Coast, too. It's yeah. Like once we get out here, it's just it's like, like once you get out here, you're like, how, did people, how do people even live like in other parts of the country? I, I ask that every day. Right? Assuming you probably could not go back. No. Every so every time I visit back East... Um, 
after two days, I'm like reminded why I don't like it. I'll, I'll think, I'll be like, oh my God, I'm excited. Like I'm excited to eat good pizza. I'm excited right, to right. see my friends. Like, yep. But then I'm around the people and I just feel their negativity. And I'm like, oh my God, this is why I, I don't the, like this place. I feel the exact right? same way. It's so funny too that it's Connecticut specifically. It's Connecticut? Well, no hate on Connecticut. But no hate on Connecticut, but it's very like homogenous blah. and blah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we love those Connecticut people. Um, yeah. Call yourself. <laughs> <laughs> So we touched a little bit on community, and mm-hmm. you are extroverted. Now, I we talked about a little bit in our production meeting that you had some friends that were also dealing with some mental health issues, and that's mm-hmm. something I've dealt with a lot of too, especially just being in and around the industry. Yeah. Everybody deals with it on their own level, so it's going to happen. It's natural. How has that experience been for you? How have you been able to help your friends? How have they been able to help you, vice versa? What yeah. does that look like? Or has it been a hardship for you? Um, so yeah, I have a couple of friends, um, in the industry that are, you know, pretty, pretty famous and they've had struggled with mental health issues. Like, um, both of them are known for it. Mm. Obviously not going to name names, but you know, um, they're, they've been constantly like in the media for certain things. And at a certain point, it really gets to them because even though they're struggling with these issues to, you know, a lot of the people that have these issues, they're very insecure as well. And so they're going to be reading the stuff that people say about them in the media or people writing about them online. They're going to fucking start to believe it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When there's so much of it out there. When there's so much, how could you not too? Because like, even like me, like I'm like a more rational, stronger person. But if someone was writing this much, about me, maybe I would get like kind of sad too at a certain point, you know? Like, Do you feel like because you went through it at an earlier age through high school that it's kind of helped you at I this point? I think it has. At this point, whenever someone writes some shit about me, like, uh, you know, on social media, because I get people like writing, you're DMing me and it's kind of nasty shit. I yeah. don't even give a fuck yeah. anymore. I don't care. It actually makes me laugh. I'm like, I laugh every time I see a comment. That's I'm awesome. Like, this is funny. So you still read everything, though? I'll still read it, okay. and I just laugh. Okay. But I feel like because I went through it at a young age, it doesn't phase doesn't me, phase and it's you. just like entertainment to That's me. amazing. That's the best mindset, That's, I think. It, I think it is because, you know, my friends that that are, you know, very famous, and they're having to read it all the time, and they already have mental health issues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When they read it, they go into, like, they'll get triggered and then it's like World War Three, you know, I and I feel like I'm usually that person with them mm. that has to like uplift them. Mm. And because that's like who I am and that's like my, you know, brand. It's radiating state, off that's, of you. <laughs> so I feel like I'm always that person that has to like help them. Yeah. And has to empower them and encourage them. And, you know, with people that have mental health issues, like. They will lash out at people, too. They will. That's another thing. And you can't even take it personally because sometimes these people are having, like, psychotic episodes. no idea what they're going through. They have, you so have no true. idea what they're even saying. It's so true. Um, How have you dealt with that in your experiences with that, obviously? So I have experiences, plenty of them, with that. <laughs> uh-huh. I literally just have to, I've you know, I've had to be like, either I leave and go into another room hmm. just so that you know, it can mellow out and maybe this person can come back to reality. Totally. You shouldn't yell at the person. Definitely. I do not. Nothing ever gets accomplished if you like antagonize the whatever they're saying. Doesn't seem like the best solution. It's not. (laughs) So either I remove myself, give them time to chill. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I'll have to like, you know, if they've said something that's like really like what the fuck, like I'll have to kind of say to myself like, 
this is not them. This is like their mental illness. Mm. You have to remind it's yourself so important that. To separate that, I think. You have to separate that. Most people can't. Even if they don't, even if they're like, you know, sane people, most people can't do that. Very and, true. I, and I understand that because it is really hard. Because whatever they're saying is still coming out of the same person, but, but chemically, it's the same, something's, but chemically something's off. Very true. Yeah. 100%. Um, I think the reason that I can do that too is yeah. I've had to deal with that. Is, uh, I have a family member who okay. has mental illness, okay. a lot of different, like okay. bipolar, borderline. Okay drug addiction gotcha um so because i've grown up around it i know how to handle it okay so it seems like you just have enough experience to just be there for the to just be there it. with the person it does like sometimes it gets really fucking annoying but it's like it's just it's like i you know i, I want to you know and and you know sometimes i think recently i i kind of just you know because even i'm doing okay so my my father just passed away oh and God, november so 27th oh thank you but he was like my best friend and Aww. like number one fan and i would be on the phone with him like three times a day he Aww. was really sick a lot of my life in the past seven years he's been like bedridden and um he had a stroke and he was in assisted living facility and you know, a lot of his short-term memory was gone. He also had cancer. He had a bunch of yeah. health issues. So I'd had to deal with that, like, my whole life, him bet, being yeah. in and out of the hospital. But, you know, I feel like it's been hard, obviously. Like, it's this is the hardest thing I've ever had to go through, losing my dad. But as imagine. soon as it happened, like, yeah. actually, like, a, it was a month after. Yeah. I actually Googled grief support groups with, like, licensed therapists. And I enrolled in one. And it's been, like, the wow. best thing yeah. I've ever done for myself. What like, have some of those experiences been like? Oh, it's like, you know, it connects you with like six um, people that are all going through the same thing. Like I've all lost a parent. And you just, you have Zoom meetings every week and you just say whatever is on your mind, whatever's happened. Like we cry to get like together. It's like, and it's, it's been, it's really good. And you, I can talk to the therapist like every day in the group chat and it's so amazing. And, you know, because I'm even like, I'm like a strong person, but I'm still getting help. And I think. That's really important too. Like the mental health, like you said, is not spoken enough about like in the entertainment industry. It's not spoken enough in general. And it's so important. Ever since I've been in this group, I've been like so much like happier. And I've tried to say to my friends that actually have mental health issues. I've been like, you know, I'm in therapy now. Like literally like trying to like get them to kind of catch on that. Like it's okay to to ask for help and it's okay to be in therapy and you should embrace it. 100%. 100%. I think the strongest people will ask for help and know when to. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to be strong all of the time. No We're one's humans. strong all the time. Yeah. You can't be. It's you just can't. not possible. It's impossible. It sounds like you are that person for a lot of people, which I think is incredible. Oh, thank you. Do you have that person for you? You know what? That person was my dad. You know, that's what's... I bet, I bet. It really was because my dad, even he was so sick like all the time but even when he was sick he he never was sad i never saw him cry i never saw him act like he was in pain he was obviously in so much pain but he never talked about it he was always happy always cracking jokes loved life so much like he was in the liquor industry he just loved his career like he would talk about it all the time on the phone like even though he wasn't working anymore like he just he was that person for me and i could call him in the middle of the night um talk to him about boy issues like anything <laughs> That's so, so good. he was that person for me that would like uplift me that would like make me want to do better and i just always wanted to make him proud and you know it's so this past week yeah. um yeah i was you know on uh that phone swap yeah totally the reality show that i was on just came out and it 
you know, it gets a big viewership, gets like 9.5 million people watching it. And I've been like the response after the episode, I've been discussed so many people watch that episode. Like my like, um, you know, inboxes on like every like social media platform oh, have been like crazy. I and bet. it's a lot of teenagers that are like really <laughs> inspired oh, that's so by good. me. Like they're, they're all like, I have to say your turn ups, 24 7 365 slay life that is a whole mood hell like yeah, i yeah. love your energy like there's this like 14 year old that like grabbed his mom's phone and like it made a video like to send to me like all the teenagers are loving slay life, and that's, that's what perfect. i hoped that's, you know that's perfect that's it because i want would like to be like a role model for them yeah you no, know and as you should be going through what you've gone through persevering the way you have yeah so, so I love it. thank you and um and i said to myself i wish i could share this with my dad because i would share my career stuff with my dad and Absolutely. i had told him when i was filming the episode because i filmed it in november like uh three weeks before he passed and i um i would talk to him about it and he was like so excited oh. and and i wish that he got to see me on um on my billboard that i had because so he would have cool. been me so too. proud oh, i bet i, I bet. wish um so he was that person for me and um i don't feel like i really 100 percent have i mean i have some really good female friends that i talk to and i'll share stuff with but they're just not my dad yeah, of course. Yeah. You can't replace that. You can't replace, you can't that. replace that. And I don't – so I don't really feel like I 100% have that person. But, um, you know, it's not to say that there won't be that person. Of course, of course. Yeah. And it sounds like uh, with how much you are there for your friends and the people you're around, you could almost be that person for yourself. Obviously, we all need somebody. But actually, you that's are the like, type of strong that – Thank you. That's actually that, – you know, that's great that you said that because I feel like – with my dad like being gone i've had to be that for myself like way more i mean i usually am that way but now it's like shown me like how much i have to be my own like best friend mm. you know because mm -hmm. if i wasn't that way i wouldn't have like i wouldn't have put myself in the the therapy you know mm -hmm. i wouldn't have you know continued to i could have just you know when my dad died i could have just not done anything and yeah. i could have just spiral downward you know i could have done that but i had to really like uplift myself you know the same way you did when you were in school and yeah the you same way to persevere it's just in you i love that thank you <laughs> thank you i mean i think it's just the way you have to be if you want to like succeed because any any successful person has just they've probably gone through a lot whether you know it or not mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what path you're on if yeah. you want to get somewhere you're going to go through something yeah so. or just like rejection in general like there's tons of that in the entertainment industry absolutely that's absolutely. why you know like any a-list celebrity they weren't like they don't blow up overnight they've Never. been working a shit ton before they they reach that status and they've Heard a ton of nose, and you can't listen to the nose because there's always going to be nose. There's always even when you're a list, there's going to be nose. When you get another no, you just have to go on to the next thing. And and keep just it moving. Keep it moving. Absolutely. Now, being in this industry, obviously, there's so much going on. So many personalities. There's drugs, nightlife, all yes. the fun stuff. Yep. What's the best way to find balance? How do you find balance within all of that? That's a good question. Um, so. I love partying. I love being out. Like, I love having fun. But I feel like I won't ever get to the point that fun would, like, you know, get in the way of my goals. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, you just have to have, like, a strong mindset. It's not for everyone because that's why a lot of people can't succeed in the entertainment industry. There's so many distractions 100%. that it's, like, you're so enamored by the lifestyle that you forget that, like, 
you have to actually like put in like work your ass off to actually achieve it. That's such a thing here. I would even go as far to say that is the majority of people here. That's everyone in LA. It's like they love the lifestyle. They love like the Hollywood life. Like they love that luxe life. That luxe. It's amazing. I love it too. Same here. But you have to work too. Like in order to, you know, get opportunities, you have to audition and and you have to audition well. And you have, you know, like, and then in order to make music, you have to make it. You have to put it out. (laughs) You have to promote. So it's like you need to, if you are a goal oriented, like focused person, and it's, not many people are, but if you are that way, you can find balance. Mm, I agree. If you're not, it. then it's going to be kind of hard, and maybe the entertainment industry is not a good path for you. You will probably be moving out of Los Angeles yes. in five years. Very much so. <laughs> yes. Or less. Yes. Um, because of all of the people who are like that, have you had to sift through a lot of that? How do you separate yourself from that when you do experience that? So I feel like I'm like – while I'm very extroverted and make friends really easily, like people in my circle, I like vet really closely mm. um, and carefully. And most of the people that I am friends with and good friends with, at least I've achieved a certain level of success and I like to keep it that way. But then even That's then they have their issues too. <laughs> so that I, you know, like, but most everyone that I'm really good friends with is, a certain degree of success, I feel like. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And I don't like to... There's so many people in LA, and I'm sure you've seen it too. There's so many like wannabes and posers. It's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. Scammers, they'll say, they'll be like, I'm the hot... They'll put in their bio, like, I'm the hottest thing. Like, just dumb just, like, shit. Stop. Like, I'm going viral. <laughs> it's like, do you know what viral actually means? Like, there's so many people that claim that they are whatever, and they're not shit. Yep. And... I feel like you, I mean, I feel like I'm pretty good at spotting that. Um, Once you see it a couple times. Once you see it a couple times, it's really easy. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I think just having those experiences and being able to um, identify when someone's like a freaking poser, that's how you kind of sit through. (laughs) It almost becomes easier as you stay here longer. It's very easier as you stay here and you're in the industry longer. Yeah. Um, you just sent me a text last week. You were on a billboard. You've been on all these premieres. I've seen you on Snapchat, all of mm-hmm. these things. What does that look like when you see yourself on a billboard? I can only imagine. <laughs> I had an experience a couple years ago where one of my friends from back home became a really famous singer. I used to hang out with her all the time. I'm driving on Hollywood Boulevard and I see her on a billboard and I'm like, wait a minute, is that? Yeah, it is. Oh my God. So That's awesome. to have that firsthand experience of yourself, I can only imagine. What is that like? Honestly... It was really, really rewarding. I bet, um, I bet. And then, you know, once I knew where the billboard was, I went and I took all these videos of with course, it. Of course, of course. Selfies. I'm like, this is like one of the most rewarding things because everyone like, there's always this cliche, you know, when you're growing up like, oh, like, I'm going to be on, you're going to be on billboards someday. And then it's like, you're actually on a billboard it and it's you, your face and you're right next. It's really freaking rewarding. I bet. I bet. Yeah. The dream is coming true right in front yeah, of your eyes. Yeah. It's like, wow. Like <laughs> I, you know, I shared it on all my social medias and like people I thought didn't even freaking like me were like sharing it. Oh my and God. And people were like. Of course, now that you're Now somebody. that, you know, it's funny. It's like, and this is What's any, that been like? so stupid it's like okay i guess it's i don't know like it's so annoying because 
I mean, I, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. And anyone, like even my my really famous friends that have been in the industry for a while, like I ta- I've talked to them about it. Like I'm like, what does it feel like when you know you first got your you got your first record deal, and then everyone who is like doubting you, and then they're all like jumping on the bandwagon, being obsessed with you, mm-hmm. and they're like. They said to me, they they all said to me, it's really fucking annoying. But you have to just like, you know. They would never know too. They think it's probably amazing to feel. Exactly. Exactly. So you have to just, um, even though it's fucking annoying and you're always going to kind of remember those people like doubted you. You have to just like kind of brush it off. Brush it off and like keep it moving and stuff. Like the only thing that um, was, has been like a little bit annoying for me is I have some people that like consider themselves my really good friends Mm. that like. Sometimes they don't like, they'll like lurk my stuff on social media. You guys know who you are. You're not really my friends, by the way. Um, They're my friends when, they're they're more my friends when like I can get them like hooked up somewhere. Like I can get them Mm. comp rooms Mm -hmm. in Vegas or they can go to the hottest clubs like for free or they can go, you know, go to like these really nice luxury dinners for free. Like they're my friends. They love me with that, which they would never get otherwise. But if it's like actually like supporting my stuff, like you know my the my genuine episodes, friends, the genuine yeah, <laughs> the, if it's actually, I had to actually cut off someone um, recently because I actually said to them, I'm like, you know, you have not even been supportive with me, like not even checking on me, like when my dad died, like you ha- you have been lurking my social media, you won't mm-hmm. even like my um, reality show posts, you don't like any of my music posts, like mm-hmm. you don't. You didn't even like when I was on a freaking billboard. So uh, I was like, what was are like, you going to like? What are you, what you going to like? Like what's, what's impressive? What actually what's supported? actually support? I'm like, I don't actually need, I'm like, I literally was like, I don't really need you in my life. And I, I'm glad I even got to that point. Cause a lot of people like keep on like, they, and they don't like establish boundaries. And I'm glad I was like able to get to the point where I'm like, I don't need you. That's so good. That's so good. It's so good to know what is right for yourself too. And know when that time is to yeah. cut them off. Um, <laughs> Sounds like you have been sifting through the fake people in L.A., the people who haven't believed in you that are now bandwagging onto you. How do you find the real ones? So the real the real people are the people that actually like call you and they want they they check on you. They, you know, do nice things for you for no reason. Mm -hmm. There are them. They Mm -hmm. do exist. They're they're the people that just like want to know you. And they want to know everything about you. They want to be there for you when you're, you know, doing well. But they're there for you when you're crying. Exactly. And that's, you know, those are the real ones yeah. that are there for you through the highs and the lows. And there's not there's not a ton of people, but there's enough, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In L.A., it's definitely a little harder to find, too, especially being in the industry. But once you do, I think it's so important. Yeah. Now that you're in this kind of light, with this kind yeah. of visibility on you, with this kind of attention on you, are you thinking, oh my God, who's watching now? Who who might see this? What is that like? Or no. are you just loving Honestly, all of it? Honestly, I'm loving it. <laughs> slay life. I'm, uh, slay life. I mean, I'm not worried. I'm not because I'm just like the. I love like now. I mean, I I've, I've been getting it recently, even before the show. Like, of course, like I have fans. Like they'll reach out to me. But now with the show, getting so much like people like reaching out to me, I love like every moment of it. You and I've it. actually written back to like all of the fans. Oh, that's awesome. Because I think it's really important. That's to, awesome. You know, I'm not, I'm not freaking like, I'm also, I'm not Miley Cyrus sure, yet. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Like, I, you have to be like 
humble and be nice to your fans because like they're the ones like supporting you at the end of the day fans are the reason why we get to do any of this fun stuff in the first place yeah so that's really cool so do you have any cool projects coming up? My single, uh, Versace Shade, the one that was just played on Phone Swap. Talk to me. My um, my next release is going to be within the next couple of months. It's actually a live um, in-studio, like MTV Unplugged style oh, wow. performance of Versace Ooh. Shade That'll be really cool. um, with Wes Scantlin from Puddle of Mud. Oh, so nice. I'm really excited about that. That's it's like awesome. a live, it's really dope. The way it shot's awesome. Yeah. Super grunge, but I'm Heck like yeah. grunge glam. No, like I mixed like the 80s and 90s together. It's really funny. Um, I'm really excited for that too, because like, um, he's never like done a, a video with a, a female before, so it'll yeah. be like the first one. Oh, that's right. Um, thank Super you. Rad. Really excited for that. Um, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, you'll definitely check it out. I'll definitely like send it to you. Um, then what else you got going on? Well, I finished a record with my good friend rapper Petey Pablo. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> that record is my favorite record I've ever come out with and I think I'm going to probably release it in the summer cuz it's such a banger. Okay, we'll be on like, the lookout. It's a drinking song, yeah. so, you know, I just got a perfect time for it. Perfect coming time. Coming out of quarantine. <laughs> yeah, it's coming out of quarantine. Um what else? I have Heck a bunch yeah. of new music that it's just stashed. That's what a lot of artists do. They'll they'll like honestly stash music like and sometimes wait like ten years to release it. Is that you? Do we have some albums ten years down the line? Uh, (laughs) maybe some of my emo albums. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely looking forward to those. Yes. Cool. Well, Anna, I really appreciate you coming on today. It takes a lot of courage to be able to share some of the things you did, and I hope it serves as a reminder to those listening that being vulnerable is true strength, and it's okay to be. Everybody's got something going on, and the more we're able to talk about it the more we'll be able to help and be there for each other as people as humans so anna thank you again thank you i'm anna storm and thank you for listening to the human half of me For anybody who's interested in keeping up to date with everything Anna's got going on, we've left all of the links to her projects, her socials down in the description below. So be sure to check them out. 